Hello, welcome viewers, listeners, dog lovers everywhere. I am very excited to welcome you inside the Bone and Biscuit, where we are launching a brand new pet lifestyle podcast. While we have so much to discuss today, our hot topic is dog nutrition, and we are going to address questions specifically on the buzz surrounding raw dog food. This is just the first of many pet lifestyle issues that we plan to open up and dissect right here on The Lori Clark Show. Since this is our very first episode with Bone and Biscuit, I wanted to share a story that basically sums up why it's so exciting to introduce my co-host for this show and really the one you will be very interested in listening to. Just days ago, I was in the store doing research for this very podcast. And while I was browsing around, a customer walked into the store and I couldn't help but overhear her concern and was very intrigued by the conversation that she had with both Jamie and Nayrod at the Bone and Biscuit. Her dog has unexplainable, itchy and bothersome cysts on her body. The customer had tried everything, and she and her vet have exhausted all of their options, including antibiotics and surgery, ointments and creams. But despite this, her dog is currently in a plastic shield to prevent her from scratching and irritating her sore, itchy skin. The customer mentioned that the other day she was at her groomer's, and they were discussing what possibly could be the next step in trying to figure out what was going on with her pet. And the groomer said, you know, I think you need to go to Bone and Biscuit. Specifically ask them about their raw food offerings. I stood there and listened as my friends Nayrod and Jamie went through a lengthy background check on this poor little dog. And, and at the end, they sent the customer home with a sample of ground kangaroo meat and some sagely advice. First, they wanted to make sure that the little dog would eat the kangaroo. So they sent a sample pack home and they said, look, if the dog does like it and finishes the food, then we would like to explore an elimination diet in order to get to the underlying problem of what is causing the dog's unusual skin condition. The best part about this is when you have a problem, we know where the experts are and This particular expert that I want to talk to today is the owner of the Bone and Biscuit at Grandview Heights. She wants to enlighten us on many, many things, all involving dogs and cats. But today we will start by opening the floodgates on dog nutrition and in particular the topic of raw dog food. You might have some questions like raw dog food. What does that even mean? Do some types of dogs benefit more from being raw fed? And if so, what are the benefits? Maybe you're wondering, can I afford it? There are so many questions. And thank goodness we have access to the answers. Listen in as I go on site and meet with Nayrod at her Grandview Heights Bone and Biscuit store. We're here with Nayrod. From Bone and Biscuit in Grandview Heights. Welcome, Nayrod. Hi, Lauren. I wanted to discuss with you why raw dog food. If you think of what goes in our bodies and our companions' bodies, whether they be your dog, your cat, any companion that you have, you have to think of what they're consuming, and food is medicine. So if you've tried everything 
that is available to you medically, how about going back to the root of of food? Because we do that for ourselves. Hundred percent. And we do that for our kids and we do that for Yes, we do. Our companions. But you're giving them something that isn't processed. It's not eat. It doesn't have all these other things in there that they really don't need, that their body doesn't utilize. You're giving them something that they can wholeheartedly use. There's fillers and maybe wheat and different things in many different brands. Right. So uh, raw dog, pardon me, raw dog food is uh, meat, bone, organ, fruits and vegetables. Those are the five key components to a complete meal. There has to be a proper ratio of meat, bone, and organ. And some some people choose to either add fruits and vegetables to their dog's diet or not. And there's always the option of doing your own fruits and vegetables. So when um, this uh, individual comes in, mm-hmm. because really what I see, and I think lots of the customers that come in the store mm-hmm. and the different bone and biscuits around, they're looking for problem solving. Right. And this is through an experience. Mm-hmm. So you just aren't getting this from somewhere. No. You have experienced this and can speak from that, which right. is really um, helpful when someone comes in. Right. Another level of this, right. why raw, would be, okay, so the dog's in crisis, let's give them something right. that they can have right. that is not something that they've ever had before. Right. Kibble wouldn't be it. You'd, you'd move them down the line to right. something. We know it's a whole food. Mm-hmm. We know it's good. It doesn't have any fillers in mm-hmm. it. But then the next level down is your personal experience with the food. life-changing benefits mm-hmm. of raw dog food. Our first dog was Tommy. We got him back in 2000, so 18 and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. And when he was around... I want to say about seven, eight months old. Um, we, when we got him, when we got him from the breeder, um, she sent us home with a, a brand of food that was um, very highly processed. And he just didn't do well. Mm. He ate it. Um, but I felt like he wasn't thriving on the food. He would have survived on the food, but not long-term. It just didn't feel right. Mm. And so he had... He had skin issues, he was dry, he was flaky, he was itchy. Mm-hmm. His ears, he had that um, Dorito smell. It was, he was a yeasty dog. <laughs> and a, a lot of people will say that. So they cheesy, yep. cheesy, there's, a, there's like a cheesy smell. smell. Ew. Yeah, and so... And this we is, this is, this is something that you're, you said that lots of people experience. Oh yeah. You were like, what? Cheese? No, no. He just, he, it just, it didn't feel right. Right. When I would pour it in this bowl, it just didn't feel right. And we, someone recommended uh, raw food. Interesting. Way back when. And so we thought, you know what? Why not? Why not? Let's try it. And we never looked back. He passed away at thirteen and a half. In two thousand one, we got a black Labrador named Simon. And he was raised on raw food from eight weeks on. And he passed away last year at 15 and a half. Wow, that's a long, livid dog. Yeah. And healthy life. Yep. 
So minimal, minimal, minimal. Minimal, minimal, minimal. What do you mean? In terms of food, if you think of what you put in your body, you really get out of your body as well. See, I'm just making the connection right now for myself. Right. On what you're saying because I have a beautiful dog, Nymeria, Mm -hmm. and, and we've all seen her. It really took her to really begin to change my perspective on what I eat. Right. And how I treat my body, mm-hmm. I need to do the same for her. Right. You would do the same for horses. You mm-hmm. would do the same. We're treating others the way they, what we would want to be treated right. in 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 a really important way. So if I was being fed just one one food, you know, without my vegetables, my fruit, I right. might have a problem. Right. If I had an ailment. I would be looking to change something right. about how and what I was doing. Right. This is what you've experienced with both Tommy and Samuel? Simon. Simon. And of course, Johnny. Johnny. Mm-hmm. Now, moving that back to this woman that comes in the mm-hmm. store and she says, My dog has cysts. Mm-hmm. I've had surgeries. I've had everything and nothing is working for me she was she wasn't given a solution to the cause of what was causing going cysts. down deep right saying if you are what you eat yeah then 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 we need to take a look Let's at that try food ah uh, that is really cool if you are what you eat then Nayrod says let's try food so in your refrigerator, mm-hmm. your freezer, My freezer, that's <laughs> cold, yes, as we're standing here, um, you've got raw food, mm-hmm. but it's all frozen. It's all frozen. Not all raw dog food is created equal. You're right. The food should be fit for human consumption. The food should, the meat should be mm-hmm. consumable ourselves. No seconds, no byproducts, no leftovers. Essentially what you feed your dog is really what you get from the grocery store. Now, in saying that, you're not going to go to the grocery store and buy a chicken breast or something that um, that you're going to feed your dog. And the reason for that is because it's gone through it's gone through several steps in order to get you as a consumer from that grocery store. So it goes from the farmer to the processing to processing, pardon me, to packaging, etc. In order for it to get all those through all those steps to get to well you. and it sits it sits so it's it oftentimes be. not frozen right okay and I think is that where the difference is that if I was to feed my dog raw food from or food from the grocery store yes. I would cook it because okay. it has sat for a certain period of time bacteria right whatever. right which is human grade products yes these mm-hmm are made in a facility that goes from farmer mm-hmm. to manufacturer and then what? To us. And it is frozen at the manufacturer. Right. Like how do they... This has never been thawed. It's processed, frozen, oh. and shipped. Interesting. It cuts out that idea that people would say, oh my gosh, there's salmonella there's bacteria there's whatever right they're saying no it's we're going to process it we're going to process it partially frozen we're going to get going on this and then we're going to seal it the the other thing as well is that it needs to be frozen for a certain period of time at a certain temperature in order to kill all the bacteria so that your risk of 
salmonella E. coli is minimal. Okay. When you go all the way back to mm -hmm. these stories, right. we're going back to this dog that's come in. He's got the, the little guy's got cysts on his feet. And you're saying, okay, so the process is with all this dog food that you have mm -hmm. in the store, mm -hmm. you're saying, let's go raw. And here's why. From this, these layers that you know work, mm -hmm. but you're also counting on the fact that um, we want to treat with food that he hasn't had before to see if there's an adjustment. Right. And that's how you led this woman. Right. In this cooler, mm -hmm. this freezer, mm -hmm. you've got raw food. Now, you have chicken. You, what, what, what are we looking at? So when you say protein, we're talking, like you offered you kangaroo. Got what protein. are we? <laughs> you can go from poultry to, to rabbit. 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 Right? Right. Okay. The most exotic meat that we have is camel. Hey, this is camel. That's camel. Yep. Unbelievable. Mm -hmm. We keep this in our back pocket. You keep that in your back <laughs> pocket because, because again, it's the elimination diet. Yeah. Your encouragement to this woman was, look, let's, let's see what this dog is reacting mm -hmm. to. So what you're saying is elimination, right. this is the way to go. When you were treating Tommy, mm -hmm. was he the one that smelled like cheese? Yes, he was the, yeah. What happened there? You get you did an elimination diet? We rotated proteins with him, which is key. Okay. You want to expose your dog to all different proteins because if you think about a biologically appropriate food, what they would be eating, going back to their ancestors, the wolves, they would be killing and consuming whatever was available to them. So variety. A variety. So you're not just feeding chicken. Right. And vegetables and chicken. Right, because they have all different nutritional values to them they're going to get. It doesn't mean, so if somebody chooses to just feed chicken, right, it doesn't mean that your dog's not going to succeed. No. It just means that it's not However, ideal. in saying that, dogs have allergies. They do. Sure, yes, and short of an allergy test, you don't really know what they have an allergic sure. sensitivity to. to so. Yeah. If all they can do is a kangaroo or a lamb or a llama or a goat, okay. then that's okay if okay. that's all you can do. Ideally, protein should be rotated. Ideally, fruits and vegetables. Now, let's talk about this component because I think as you're talking about rotation, mm -hmm. this is what I want to beat in on. I have not been rotating as much as I should with, right. with Nymeria. How do I begin to rotate? You introduce one protein at a time. So if you were to introduce another protein, say a beef or a bison or something to her, yeah, that would be her day's meal. You don't have to gradually okay. do anything. And with this dog mm -hmm. that came in with the cysts, you're saying, okay, so gradually eliminate that from, gradually no. reduce. Okay. No, what? Like their what? food, as they're eating, you're going, okay, just add the kangaroo in a little no, bit. No, 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 you don't, you don't want to mix kibble and raw food in the same meal because they digest differently. It's really hard for their gut to process two different foods. Raw food, raw food, to switch from one protein to another, you don't need to do anything gradual. Okay. But if you're, you have a kibble-fed dog, you just want to do 
That's it. You're ripping Next the band-aid day, off. You got it. Okay. Okay. And you can add the supplements into there if you needed mm -hmm. to. All right. I think this has really been insightful for me because I see, I know a lot of other things that need to happen in terms of the raw dog food supplements and mm -hmm. all the things that, you know, you know that you need to be doing right. for the animal and for your dog. Oh, but cats. Mm -hmm. Like my cat just um, is by nature a hunter. He right. is outside, right. comes in when he wants an easy meal, mm -hmm. but he is like, so you would feed your cat as well? Oh gosh, definitely. <laughs> Are you steering people towards raw more so? Cats are obligate carnivores. They need meat to survive. Obligate yes. carnivores. They need meat to survive. And they also, cats also are prone to, um, to urinary tract infections, crystals. Mm. And that comes from dry food because mm. they need moisture in their diet. By nature, they're not water drinkers. Right? It's very true. They need moisture in their food. Okay. So dry isn't the isn't it's the not it's I mean if you think about how how processed food came about it was really for our convenience it wasn't meant mm. as this is this is what this is biologically appropriate sure for companion dogs and cats and it's not it was it was created for us so it's really going back to what what they're meant to be consuming with the cat. Mm -hmm. Um, you are you giving bone organ absolutely meat bone and organ okay. no fruits and veg they don't need it unless fiber is an issue then coconut coconut oil okay coconut flakes even um, pumpkin a little bit of pumpkin to help um, one more thing yeah do I buy the big boxes like how do you begin to say okay Let's just explore this because right. I know it's costly. It's costly. And not all dogs enjoy raw food. Okay. This and there's there's all there's so many different again so many different layers to fresh feeding too. There is there is the consistency. Some dogs texture is an issue. Different manufacturers process foods differently. They the do. fruits and vegetables they add into it are different. So. It really, it's a matter of peeling back all the layers and figuring out what their dog is going to, or cat is going to really enjoy. I remember Nymeria came in and she had some bones. Remember that yeah, time? Yeah, I do. Where she ate, um, and it was just a different texture. It was. She didn't like yeah. it. And the next morning I found some little yeah. bone fragments on the, on the grass. Yeah. And um, we thought, okay, and she just didn't want that food anymore. Mm -hmm. We worked to find a solution to that problem right and that's your job mm -hmm. finding that solution right. and saying okay so if it's not this it might be this right. and there might be a time where you literally exhaust all your options totally and but then it's, it's a matter of dissecting the issue okay and then we move though to up with solutions right and then we would move to something like freeze-dried or dehydrated mm -hmm. okay there's way and more to this picture there's than, so much more okay. in my opinion Fresh feeding is ideal, but mm. to, in saying that, even if you can't do that all the time, if you can do it part of the time, then that really goes a long way. But some dogs really do enjoy their dry food, mm. and depending on the you know lifestyle, cost, etc., not all dry food is created equally as well. And that's the next thing we need to talk about, right?
because I think people are curious about that. I'm really curious about that. Do you know what's funny is when 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 we got Tommy, when we were given this, you know, the breeder gave us a small bag of yep. food to go home with. I never looked at the ingredients on that bag. I never flipped it over. I never questioned. And I think that's as we move move along and yeah. think about what we put in our bodies and what we eat. We need to be doing the same thing for our, for animals. our animals. So if I take a, I want to see exactly what is in this bag of food that I'm feeding. And we do the same for our for yeah, we our do. own kids and our own selves and our families. We do yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Well, how much fat is in here? Well, how much? What is in this? What's in there? What is in this? And I, this is this is really the root of everything to know mm. what we're putting in our dogs. And I never flipped that bag. I never looked at I didn't what was either. I didn't either. Flipping the bag is really important. Questioning. 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 Asking why. Mm -hmm. We do it for everything. Yeah. But let's just do it for this too. Right. And I like what you're saying, Nayrod. I really like it. I like the fact that you're not saying raw's the only way. No. Because it's not for it's not for everyone, and it's I, not for every dog. And that either. is why I appreciate your perspective because you are able to to talk about the options, and right. that's really what a problem solver does. That is what I appreciate the most: is you're assessing the situation and you're taking it individual mm -hmm. um, people and individual cases. Right. This has been a really great uh, conversation. I really appreciate it. There are many more that we want to have with you. So thank you very much, and let's, uh, let's do this again.